Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. I like to be the driver instead of the passenger. How about you, David? Well, I prefer to drive. I'm like my father. If I'm going anywhere, I'd rather be driving. Kim? I like being the passenger. Let's go. All right. As long as you drive fast enough. Well, don't don't you kind of like being that one who's like, hey, I kind of feel like pulling over and seeing something or going to the restroom or getting some food or then I get to choose that and somebody else has to just put up with it because <laughs> getting hemmed in, you know, that, that kind of thing, you don't, you don't necessarily want to feel hemmed in. I don't corner whale. No, I can only imagine. <laughs> if someone gets me in a corner, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not pretty. I'm not nice. <laughs> I'm not any of those things. So maybe I do like a little more control than I thought, David. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's specifically, we were discussing driving and road trips and, and whatnot. But I think control is something none of us actually have. We have a semblance of control at times. but. Can you think of a time when control got the better of you? I think control is an illusion in our minds is what I, I think. So th does that mean it's not real? I don't think it is real. We just think it is. <laughs> but I think one of the biggest problems with control is that people think they can control control. So if somebody is trying to control you, you can force someone to do something under duress or whatever like that, but you, you haven't made them happy about it necessarily. I mean, people can go to jail. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are for sure out of control and you are in control of them, but they're not happy about being there. And so you've really not changed their opinions about what's going on that, but you've just changed their location. You can change their location, not their attitude. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What are some things that we think we have control over? I have my control center. I am in my control center. So you have buttons to control the things that you do for your job slash hobbies slash career. Mm -hmm. Technology. Yeah. Him. I just want to point out, you can have all the buttons in the world, but sometimes those buttons do not work. <laughs> you mean like the one that forced me to restart my computer before we hopped on this recording because it decided I needed an update and I didn't have a choice? That wow. kind of control? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of control, Gary? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I think some of us think we are in control of our emotions. We can control some of our choice 
sisters, but the truth is our emotions, they can lie to us. They can take us places we don't don't mean to go. And the melty. And the melty. Like melty is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Melty is something that the only thing you can do is guard your melty. You can't control it. And I think you want to know what a human is like. Try to control that melty. You'll be doing stuff you don't mean to be doing. Describe for all of our millions of listeners what melty is. Melty is like elevated emotions. It's kind of a rawness. It happens after something good or bad happens. It's when you, like one of the ways that we deal with it, if we don't really allow ourselves to be melty and human, is we'll go out and shop when we shouldn't. We'll go out and, you know, have affairs. This is one of the things, too. Nobody wants to talk about this, but it's true. It's the bad decisions that we make based on elevated and escalated emotions that we don't know what to do with because we don't have control over it. So we make decisions that we ought not be making. (laughs) So when you guard your melty, that's the only like control you have is guarding it by setting yourself up to be protected. But anything that causes you to have escalated emotions about something you have to give yourself, as Melissa Botorf every would say, space and grace to be able to deal with it. That's an excellent description. And you're right. It doesn't matter what type of emotion that you are dealing with. When you are heightened and outside of your norm, you're either euphoric and you feel like nothing can harm you and you can do anything you want and get away with it. or something bad happens and you are in the worst place imaginable and you start making decisions (laughs) that usually start with, you know what? Fine. And then you make a bad decision. (laughs) So, so you think you're in control of that, David? (laughs) Oh, I'm all totally in control of that. That's not a problem for me. Yeah. not, Not any kind of a problem for me. I will giggle because you just gave an example of something that that we do, all of us humans do, is we think we are in control. And then we do something really silly and we realize how much our emotions were lying to us or how much, you know, was going on that we just didn't stop and pay attention to. And I think one of the other ways to know that, it's an illusion we have control is if you get feedback from someone and you're really mad about it. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, that that's usually how that conversation begins. How dare they? <laughs> yes. How dare you say that I am not able to fly because I know I can fly. I flew over here. Uh, who knows what the argument is, but that, that's one bad example. <laughs> Can I swing back to the transport conversation? Is that okay? That's probably the easiest one, the one that makes the most sense. Well, for me, it's trains, planes, buses, and trams. Like as soon as someone else is driving, going back to, you know, who's oh. driving. But 
I can't deal. I, I cannot. I, I, I have to be the driver. I need to be in control. I need to be looking down the road and watching out for all the obstacles and all the things. And I know we speak of traffic a lot. However, the plane, because you can't see where you're going. At least in the train, you've kind of got a bit of a side view, although that freaks me out a bit too because if, like, if the track happens to have rocks piled up on it, what it, you know, like the brain goes to all those spaces and places of all the things that can go wrong because I can't see what's coming. Well, I'm going to ask you about this, Carrie, because I think this is a really important point with control is I think it has a little bit of trust and a little bit of fear involved in everything we think we have control over. Because even if you could see something coming down the road, if it's big and it's, you know, coming your way, there's nothing you could do about it. You could try, but, but the truth is like the control we have really still is that we can do the best we can but there are things that are out of our control daily that we think we can, you know, that we can control. I was going to say that there is a fear of losing control, I think is something that usually controls us. And I don't know where that comes from. I, I can't imagine that type of, I don't want to call it a paranoia. I don't want to call it that. It's just, it's just a natural aversion that you have to not being able to understand what the future looks like and feel like you're taking your life in your hands when you're giving control to someone else. Well, and that's interesting you say that, David, because I do live in the future. And so therefore I should be able to predict to my American friends that, you know, this, and I do, I do say it, you're going to have a great day. It was beautiful here today. Like you're in for a treat, you know, and, and I don't know, I think you're right. It could be a bit of a projection type of thing mm -hmm. of, you know, what is going to happen? Question mark, that big question mark that comes to mind of that unknown. It's like a void, a void of time that's unknown. And it could go many different directions and many different ways. And I don't get to pick. I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you another example, Gary. And I think this is back to your car, back, back to like driving. I was a passenger a few years ago. I was in an accident and I almost went through the window, like the windshield, my head and the windshield did not love each other. I'll tell you from the pain, but it had the bubble out from my head almost going through. If it would have gone through, I probably wouldn't have survived it. But here's the part I had control over and the part I didn't. I didn't have control that we were in an accident. I wasn't driving. I wasn't like at the, at the control center. However, I did have control over my choice that I could have put a seatbelt on and because I didn't put my seatbelt on and the airbag did not deploy when it was supposed to I literally had trauma to my head over hitting that windshield and I think dissecting that a little bit it's still a control of our choices versus the control of what can happen to us or around us 
Kim, I think that's a great example. I don't like that that happened, but, oh, it, but it is a great, great example. We're glad you're here to give us that example. Exactly. And now we have some explanation of other things. Boom, roasted. David thinks. <laughs> David's taking you know control. I'm making light of a heavy situation, which I am want to do. So welcome to my world and my control. David is a sassy pants. That's what it is. Well, FYI, we record these for Kim and I at five o'clock in the morning. So a little punchy, a little punchy. <laughs> <clears throat> Carrie is recording three days from now <laughs> in the future. <laughs> she knows how all this ended. So I, I do. I do. It's, it's Carrie's world and we just live in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Control That's freak. our control, David. We just <laughs> we just choose to live in Carrie's world. <laughs> That's right, because we know she wouldn't do us any harm. Nope. That's right. So, in a work business environment, uh, let's try to help some folks who have works and businesses. What happens when you give up control or try to hold to that control or whatever in a business environment? Oh, this is going to get spicy. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> One of the things about business that I feel like a lot of people just, again, back to that illusion. I don't know why I'm stuck on that this morning, but I feel like a lot of people come into a business, maybe a contract or an agreement with no humanness involved. They are this is what we're going to do. And there's not going to be any hiccups. There's not going to be any problems. There's not going to be anything. This is what's going to happen. And the other person says, Oh, great. You know, I believe you. And then life happens and reality sets in that they're actually humans. So one side or the other has some messy going on or has something. And I feel like that in business, we have to be honest up front about, you know, you're dealing with humans, when we have taken on new clients, that is one of the things I say to them. And it always kind of freaks them out at first, but they come back later and they're appreciative of it is, you know, I just want to let you know up front, I'm going to let you down at some point. It's not going to be intentional. It's not going to be because I want to, but I have a whole lot of human and I have a whole team of humans and that's what happens. And so I feel like going into any kind of business and not allowing yourself to be human, not allowing things to happen or be flexible in some way is where you can get very broken. Like you can break you by having an expectation that is too much. I can't control yesterday that there were tornadoes. Yikes. But those are the kind of things that happen. So yesterday I had, even on Clubhouse, I had to pass the baton and say look i i need to like take care of this because we weren't sure if we were going to be in the line of the tornado and that's may seem like a silly example but that's what happens in business and we get we'll never have a tornado we'll never have anything happen we'll never if you get that idea about business you're really not going to last in business but if you stay flexible and you know that you don't have complete control 
You prepare for all that you can prepare for. You do your best and show up when you're supposed to. Like that's a different, that's a different way to look at it. Otherwise you're stressed out all the time. If I stressed out because I was human, let me just tell you up front, I'd be stressed constantly because I got a whole lot of human over here. (laughs) Well, the things that you can quote unquote control, which is, we know is a lie, but you have more control over perhaps is as we have all seen probably on social media, you know, you can show up on time or, or try to. You're not in control of the traffic, but you can do everything in your power to get there on time and and be quote unquote early, which is really on time. You can have a positive attitude. You can have all kinds of these things that, that should make your business dealings, whether you're an owner or an employee smoother, it's going to smooth the course for you. You can't, but if you're coming in hot and you know squeal on two tires trying to get to wherever it is you're going then then what is the old phrase your emergency does not become my urgency in those situations just because you didn't prepare doesn't mean that i have to suffer for it yeah, but let's be very clear about this if i come squealing in the parking lot on two tires it doesn't mean I'm late. It means I like to go fast. <laughs> That's different. I, I'm I'm totally envisioning you and the awesome dually that you guys have just coming in on, you know, two or three tires, however that works. But uh, and music playing. Don't forget right. the music will be playing coming in hot. <laughs> well, yeah, I was I'm I'm envisioning some uh, Dukes of Hazard music but that's okay (laughs) i want you to know i've like i've actually gotten to be um in one of the dukes of hazard the real cars so i just want to put that out there Mm -hmm. well since we're going down that road there is a place uh over here near Opryland hotel uh called cooters and it's a it's a memorabilia store where they have that started with a k cooters See, Cooter. Good. He was one of the, you know, yep. he was one of Just the characters. Checking. Just yeah. checking. And uh, so they've moved that store now to Gatlinburg. And uh, it's fun. They have a General Lee. They have a, a couple of cars. They have Dixie. They have all kinds of fun stuff. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so I can take control and get off at the Sevierville exit and on my way to visit my folks and, and go down and see generally in, in cooters and dolly and dolly's going to be somewhere near there and that's for sure <laughs> so can i swing us back here for a second and just you know kind of no i'm no i'm in control i just right. pressed a big i just pressed a big button david i've oh. taken control back just oh, so you're oh, aware okay. well i want to go back to the the business and whether again you're the owner or the employee and the team you know i think a lot of us in working environments, no matter what form they're in, there's often an owner or a leader that will actually look at a team member and go, why don't you care as much as I do? Mm. And not to expand on team too much because this is about control. However, 
It's that mentality of controlling the team, directing the team, and sometimes leads to micromanaging the team. Bail out, bail out. Yeah. Well, this is something I've been keeping in my back pocket here. Uh, there is a, please someone, info at your permission to win. Tell us who Wendy Jade really is because her quote is all over the interwebs. But the quote that she has out there is, an environment that is not safe to disagree is not an environment focused on growth. It's an environment focused on control. And you've got to be able to come into whatever that space is. And there may not be time for debate. You know, it, it may not be an environment for debate. So if you're in an environment which is on the interstate and there's road construction and orange barrels and they're redirecting you to other traffic, there's not a lot of debate. You can go around those barrels and go to the place you're not supposed to be, but you may end up in a really big ditch. <laughs> or worse. <laughs> or much, much worse. You could, yeah, end up at the bottom of a ravine. But... Generally, there's a little bit of time for discussion, we'll call it. At my company, we're working on rolling out a new big database. And we're at the decision point where a lot of big things have to be kind of decided. So we're, these are going to be set in stone once, once we kind of do a thing. So the, I, I like how the, the vendor refers to uh, these discussions. He goes, you need to have your street fights. Just have your street fight. You go outside, you deal with it. Don't draw blood. Just have your street fight and figure it out. And then everybody just decides that they're going to be on board with the final outcome. However many street fights you have to have, that's, that may be what it takes. And I know I've shared this story before, but, but I've talked about the school board member who just absolutely did not think that the school board should make a particular decision because he knew his decision was right. Turns out he was right. And 20 years later, he was still making them remember it. And so he was still trying to show his, where control was taken away from him and the a bad decision was made, but it ultimately turned out that he was right. And it wasn't a decision that could be easily reversed because they built a multi-million dollar school on a big piece of property. And so they goofed up and he got it right and he made him pay for it for 20 years. Sometimes we just can't let go of control or the illusion. Well, Carrie, I wanted to go back on something you said about working for a business owner and not caring at the same level. Someone I knew, they had most of their career worked for organizations, we'll call it. And so they were you know, big behemoths and they had a supervisor who had a manager who had a division leader who had all these things. And it was important that this person show up obviously, but it wasn't like vital it, things needed to get done kind of a thing. Eventually my friend went to work for a small strip mall location one-off and worked for the business owner. This owner had one business and this was it. 
and was surprised and kind of wound up when the owner was frustrated when they did or didn't do a thing like showing up on time in a particular way. And so I explained, it's like, you understand that you've never worked for a business owner. You've only worked for a minion who controls other minions. And now you are at the behest of somebody who you're reaching into their wallet. Every time you get paid, you're reaching into their bank of free time. Every time you're not there when you say you're going to be. So they expect a certain level of control and they deserve a certain level of control over what you do, but you should be in control of yourself enough to be responsible to the person who, well, is handing you money. <laughs> I think this goes to another example too, David, is my husband's an industrial electrician and it's very common on big projects to have someone who has stayed out over the weekend and partied really hard <laughs> and doesn't show up on Monday morning Oops. or doesn't show up till super late on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a matter of, you know, you want to control that. Some of that's immaturity. Some of that is they really don't care because they've been told lies by the higher ups or, you know what I mean? There's lots of reasons, but I think at the end of the day, we're still back to that thing of we can do our best to be a good leader. We can set up a great culture in, in our business. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the people who have the want to, if their want to is broken, then you don't have any control over that. You have control over whether you keep them or not, but you mm -hmm. don't have any control over if they're going to have the want to. Generating buy-in is the closest thing we have to control. If you can convince the people that are doing things for you, whether they're employees or friends or whatever, then that buy-in that, you know, I have people in my life that I would drop nearly everything and go help. It's not because they have control over me. It's because I respect them and care about them enough to, to want to go do that. And it doesn't have anything to do with control. So again, we, we think that control is something that we can, we can gain. I want to jump on your husband's job for a second. When you talk about electricity, <laughs> there is this term in that business called lockout tagout. <laughs> so that is a physical form of control. When you're working on electricity somewhere down the line, you have to be responsible and go back to a wherever that switch is and physically disable whatever that is because as soon as you don't somebody's going to walk in and flip that switch because hey why is this somebody left this switch off why is it like that you know and then flip bzz, yeah and then and you don't like the outcome <laughs> it's not a good outcome it either destroys people or property and one of those is more important than the other i'll let you figure that one out so the only one that has the key to the 
to the lock is the person that locked it out. Mm-hmm. That is that is a tiny bit of control, but I will tell you there have been incidents over the years where someone has come in and been foolish and you know cut the cut the lock off or done something really foolish. And it's never the right outcome. Like it's never the control is still that illusion, but if you don't put that lock on there, you are taking your life in your hands, especially at the industrial level of high voltage, like super high voltage. You might survive a little zap on a, you know, outlet in your house, but you don't, it's not a survival. It's, it's how much are you toasted mm-hmm. when it's at that level. It's here, and I'm assuming similar right across the world, but a decade or 15 years ago in that kind of realm, it was very normal in the workplace to leave life at the door. Mm -hmm. And I felt, I personally felt, and I've loved to watch this change, by the way, but I have personally always looked at that and gone, that is a huge level of control in a business. In, in a team environment where your your personal life stops when you walk in the door and you clock on or whatever the circumstances might be, that that's that's gone. Forget about it. Switch your brain off. We've all got magic switches in our head that we can just turn off and forget all our worries and and be focused and attentive and all those things. So I love that that has changed over time, that that is now less control in the world, in the workplace, but for a good reason, I think. You're saying that con- that employers are now seeing potentially the value or just the fruitlessness of trying to limit people from having communication with their family or thinking about their family or, or whatever it is that they go- have going on outside of work during work hours. And that yeah. this is just the way it's going to have to be. I can give you the reason why that has really changed in the last 10 or 15 years. It's called the iPhone. (laughs) Your daily constant distraction device. (laughs) You You mean the Apple watch that I'm looking at for the notifications when I'm driving. So I'm not looking at my phone, that one. Exactly. Because it's illegal to look at your bigger device. You look at the smaller device. That's right. I only look at the watch. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so again, that control that, and I think really some of that goes back to, I'm going to say, you know, British kind of a stiff upper lip, you know, we we're not involved in other people's lives type of a thing. Everybody's lives were their, was their own life. And so you, you only gave that control of being open and honest in a very, very rare situation. So I think that has changed over time where you go back and you watch these shows, you watch like a pride and prejudice movie. Yes. I've watched pride and prejudice and <laughs> we're so proud. Uh, <laughs> that's a different movie. Uh, that's a different movie. Um, but the, but yeah, so you look at those times and we, we just can't fathom not having the control the way those people don't have control over who they're going to be married to or where they're going to live or their lot in life. And we just can't comprehend that as 
modern people. And there are still cultures who are, you know, have that certain limitation about, you know, getting quote unquote married off or, or whatever it might be. I actually listened to this podcast called The Truth That Heals. And this is a survivor of a cult and what he's dealt with. And he has talked about different ways that the leadership in these cults would maintain control through gaslighting and through physical pain and through just all kinds of, you know, beating down. And it's, again, it's that lack of control because obviously there are people who do get out of these environments and are able to escape and become an quote unquote normal human being and try to go live a normal life. But I'm sure that follows them for a long time. But that, you know, people will gain control however they can. We think about politics. We think about big business. We think about just little things that go on in our families and how we try to manipulate circumstances to make sure that our will is prevalent instead of having to do it somebody else's way. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I do think that this is a heavy topic, David, because you know, at the end of the day, we want control. We want to think that we are the ones that are choosing everything in our lives. And we do have lots of choices. We do. But if we think we have all the choices and it's all our doing, it's a very prideful state that we live in and control is still, even at the end of this podcast, I still believe control is an illusion we can control like our choices. We can choose things, but I do not believe we have control of everything. The Truman Show. That's a very good example of what we, we kind of feel like truth looks like when we think we're in control. If you've not seen the movie, it's a man who's raised in a, in a fake environment and it's basically a television show or a movie. It's a movie. But he's living in a television show that has been his life for 20 plus years. And every little thing has been controlled around him. So he doesn't find out that he is actually in a TV show. I think there's a conspiracy uh, theory that says that that's the way we're living right now. Anyway. I think we're a big giant ant farm. That belongs to somebody else. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the Truman Show, so I'll have to go watch it. <laughs> it's a good one, Kim. It is very good. So, yes. So we would love to give you permission if you feel like you need it to give up some of that control or at least recognize that the control you feel like you have isn't there. Again, I'm going to go back to the example that I gave a few episodes ago. My son wanted to have a motorcycle and I said, I think you'd be the best motorcycle rider ever. I don't trust anybody else out there because you are not in control of them and you will get hurt to some varying degree. So that was my control over him because <laughs> I knew I couldn't control what happened to him but I could theoretically control that he did or did not own a motorcycle. And now he's 30 
and he can do whatever he wants. So <laughs> I've lost control yet again. <laughs> Press the button, David. Press the button. Ooh, where's that button? Where is that button? If it's that great big button, it goes, that was easy. But that's, it wasn't easy. It's not easy to give up control. Can I control one thing about the email that everybody should send feedback or ideas or suggestions to? Because while ago, it wasn't a complete email address. <laughs> oh. No, I forgot the dot com. <laughs> well, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I don't think I say it a lot of time. I think I, I don't think I say dot com a lot of the times. A lot, a lot. <laughs> Take control of your life today and send us an email to info at yourpermissiontowin.com and we will tell you how out of control your life really is, if you'd like. Whatever. <laughs> you might win a free set of steak knives. <laughs> you might. We're not in control of that, but you might. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission in the form of a five-star rating and review will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win.